Welcome to the Cocktail Enthusiast podcast. This week, Kevin and Nico preview the San Antonio Cocktail Conference. They talk Chinese liquor, and they taste a new mezcal from their good pal, Cheech Marin. So sit back and have a cocktail. And now, your host, Nico Martini. Ladies and gentlemen, Happy New Year, and welcome to the Cocktail Enthusiast Podcast. I am your host, Nico Martini, here, as always, with Mr. Kevin Gray. How you doing, Nico? Happy hey, New man. Year. Hey, man. What's going on? How are you? Quite well, thank you. How are you? Good, good holidays? Yeah. D- did booze, Boozy Santa bring you everything you've ever wanted? Boozy Santa was good for me this year. Um, did a little traveling. Cool. Went to Mexico City for New Year's Eve. I think I saw you there. That's true, because we were there together. Yes. Um, drank some good tequila, good mezcal, had a nice little time. Yeah, there's some amazing cocktail bars down there. And I, I also rekindled my love affair for the Michelada. Don't they make it differently down there? Well, yeah, I feel like in America, everyone spikes it with tomato. Um, in Mexico, it's just uh, citrus, uh, some salty spices, and beer. That's it. That's really good. That's awesome. No it's tomato like at all. not a Bud Light Lime. You know, right? <laughs> it's right. very good. Yeah, it's not a Bud Light with uh, Mr. T's dumped into it. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good times. Where and what was the best drink that you had down there, other than previously aforementioned Michelada? Michelada. Yeah. Um. Okay. So one of my favorite cocktail bars in all the land, and especially in Mexico, is land and sea. Really, land and sea. Really, uh, Limantor. Yes. Uh, there's two locations. Um, one in like the Roma area, right, and then one in Polanco. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very good cocktail bar. Across the board, the drinks there are great. <clears throat> I'm not really going to remember the name of these cocktails, but I did have one served in a ceramic blue fish glass. Nice. Um, I because my Spanish is a little subpar. I tried to order a drink for myself and ended up ordering a punch for four people. <laughs> so <laughs> they were amazing. they were confused when my table of four ordered three cocktails and a punch for four people. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> They awesome, set it down bro. in front of me with four straws and just like a salute. That, that, sounds, like, that <laughs> sounds like a huge fish that you just ordered. It was, was great. It a, was it a large fish? Large ceramic fish? Large, large one. Oh my God. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, Lehman Tour is a wonderful cocktail bar. I actually got a chance to, this was actually the day after you left. Uh, uh, we got to stay there one extra day. Scoreboard. Um, and I was there a day before <laughs> you take off your scoreboard okay so we're fine we're even um, but uh we got to go to uh baltra which is the uh the guys that do Limantor. it's their new it's their new bar it's very very neighborhoody cool and it's kind of like you're just chilling in a living room and it was awesome shout out to adrian the bartender who looks like luigi <laughs> <laughs> and makes very very good drinks really awesome very so cool. yeah yeah so if you're down there check out Baltras, check out Limantor. there's a whole bunch of other ones i heard about some speakeasy called poe that you walk through some like refrigerator. a refrigerator door yeah jewel's basement isn't a good cocktail bar uh-huh. there was um, there's some other ones that we were supposed to hit up and it's by the way um for your travel recommendations don't go to mexico city for new year's eve it's an amazing town. I'm a huge Mexico City fan, but dude, over New Year's Eve, damn near everything shuts down. I mean, we it, it was kind of it was a pain in the butt even finding a place to eat on New Year's Eve. It was and and then on New Year's Day, pretty much everything's gone. I mean, you know, 
the part of the reason that you didn't get get to go to Baltra was because it wasn't even open. Right. On, yeah. And Lesson so learned. So um, go to Mexico City. Don't go over New Year's Eve, but go to Mexico City because there's amazing stuff down there. It's a great town. Micheladas for days. All of the micheladas and have some street food, but take Cipro. <laughs> not not with the street food. Take it in case. There we go. I'm just going to leave it at that, just in case. Okay, so um, Happy New Year. It's 2016. I think, why don't we start off the new year like we start off every year? Uh, wait, how, how do we start every I year? I don't know, but let's do some quick hits. Okay. <laughs> All yeah, right, yeah. here we go. Quick hits, quick hits, quick hits. Go first. That's the, that's the new introduction. Okay, let's talk about, oh my goodness. Have you seen this Rolls-Royce cocktail hamper? The car people? Uh, yes, Rolls-Royce has designed a drinks cabinet that is um, it is a luxury drinks cabinet. Within the luxury drinks cabinet is everything you could possibly need and it better be because it's 45 grand. Uh, does it come with like a third of a car? Uh, no, but I think I think it comes with a lock of Dale DeGroff's hair, and <laughs> it it also comes with uh, the fingernails of uh, Jeffrey Morgenthaler. I'm I don't want this anymore. I don't either. You it's, just it's talked a, me out of it. It's a very disgusting item. And then Rolls Royce, <laughs> man, they're getting into voodoo and shit. It's really kind of <laughs> creepy. I uh, see. Um, so I, they're uh, it's new, but they're just doing a limited run of fifteen of these. Oh, he- I'm sure. I, I mean, I, I don't know who the fifteen thousand people are. Who well, want hopefully to spend, it goes well, so they can make a whole bunch of these things. I don't know who these people are who want to spend forty five k in a bar cart. I don't really. But either. God bless you, people. Is this? I mean, does it? Does it do anything? No, yeah, does it, it make the drinks for it you? It doesn't even do anything. It doesn't even come with liquor. It doesn't. It's not even an actual car. Like it would be one <laughs> thing if it was like remote control, or if it was like a drone, like a cocktail drone. That would be one thing. But this is a box. Dude, next idea. We need to make a cocktail drone. I don't even know what that means. Let's talk about this off the okay, air. Okay, off the air. Every, everything, every time we end up with something off the air. Okay. Um, thank you, Rolls Royce, for jumping into the cocktail game. Um, do it a little bit more efficiently next time. Okay, uh, what else? What's next? Okay, so this is interesting. So, um, Absolute, the, the guys who make vodka, are now making an oak-aged vodka. This was announced a couple of months ago, but it's just now starting to hit travel retail outlets. So those would be your duty-free shops and airports. Ah, uh, yes. So the next time you're traveling, look for a brown bottle of Absolute. It says oak on the bottle in big letters. You can't miss it. Um, but yeah, so oak so, flavored vodka, oak vodka. Well, well oak aged vodka, oak flavored vodka, oak aged vodka. It probably isn't tastes that, like oak. Isn't that whiskey? <laughs> it's a lot like whiskey. <laughs> so absolute whiskey. I guess that wasn't as good for branding. Whiskey salute. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely confused. Do, well, okay, one thing you're, that you're the expert. Is this vodka? Doesn't it, isn't vodka not, I mean, aged? Okay, so there are a lot of weird designations. Once you start getting into, like, different spirit categories, what makes yeah. something vodka versus whiskey, um, one thing is, honestly, it just comes down to what you distill it to. Like, whiskey can only be distilled to a certain proof. Vodka can be, can be distilled to a higher proof. So you'd kind of be splitting hairs if you really looked into what this is. But essentially, you've got a grain spirit that's aged in wood, which is kind of like the definition of whiskey. It literally says 
depth of character and richness, a smooth and subtle smoky flavor with notes of vanilla, caramel, and toasted oak. That sounds like, like whiskey. whiskey. I know. <laughs> well, I understand why Absolute wouldn't just go make a whiskey because right. they're vodka people. But yeah, they're essentially making... They're making whiskey. Vodka whiskey. Barrel crafted vodka whiskey. So, oh my God. Is this a good idea? Do you want, do you want this? Do you want to try this? Yeah, I other than novel, other for, than like novelty. Oh no, strictly novelty. Okay, <laughs> strictly okay. novelty. It's not like <laughs> yes, I would like an old fashioned with oak absolute. Yeah, that would just no. Oh man, I, I just also they don't say how long it's aged, so mm. that's something that I'd be interested in. Mm. Um, are they putting oak staves in there? Is it inside an actual oak barrel? Is this available now? No, this isn't available. I think actually now it is available in, in a American travel retail. And then very, very soon it's expanding throughout the rest of the world, <sighs> I think. Yeah. Man, okay. But they did a trial rollout in the U.S. I know that. Either way, and if it's not if it's not near you, it's coming soon. And it's brown vodka. Try some brown vodka. I'm guessing that wasn't their that wasn't their slogan. Brown vodka brought to you by Absolute. What can brown vodka do for you? Brought to you by UPS. <laughs> oh my god. What? Natural natural sponsor. This, You're welcome. Oh gosh. This sounds like man, this sounds like that that uh that juniper infused vodka that everybody's coming out with recently. Oh, is it what's it called? Hin? No. Yeah, maybe no. the G's it's, strong. Is it gin? <laughs> it's called Jine. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Shout out Nima. Okay, solve that. Right. Um okay. All right. Can we stop talking about brown vodka now? Please. Okay, what else? What are we talking? Oh, dude, why don't we talk about what the hell we're doing next week? What are Oh, right. San Antonio. It is a new year. It is a it is the first big cocktail event of every single year. It is the San Antonio Cocktail Conference. Which if you're unfamiliar is a cocktail conference that in takes San place Antonio. in San Antonio. <laughs> Just um, to clarify, yeah, this is actually this is actually one of our favorite events. This um, it's it's very well done, and um, the folks that are uh, the folks that are responsible for putting this on just I mean they just really know what they're doing, and um, it's it's a really high quality event. Agreed, and, and, agreed. And um, Kevin's smiling at me because. Okay, truth be told, I'm on the advisory board, so everybody please come to San Antonio because, because it's going to be a lot of fun. And also, truth be told, Kevin and I are doing part of a presentation next week. Yeah, uh, Friday the 15th? Yes, Friday the 15th at 11 a.m. We are doing a seminar called SA15, which is sort of a ripoff from the TED Talk version of the way to present. So basically, it's uh, I had 75 minutes, and for my presentation, I wanted to bring in a whole bunch of other people and just kind of have mini, sort of mini, mini presentations about a bunch of different topics. So, so you crowdsourced. Yes. Your seminar. I crowdsourced my seminar and reduced my role to, and now here's Kevin, which is going to be awesome. So, uh, yeah, so there's, what, five, how many people? Five speakers? There are five speakers. We have the great Lynette Marrero, who is the founder of Speedrack. We have uh, John Garrett, who's part of, um, God, who's he working for now? Victory Wine Group. Yep. He, know, he knows, like, all of the weird stuff. Anything, anything funky. It's like, oh, I need a shot of uh, the. I need a shot of mezcal that's not from Oaxaca. I'm gonna go talk to John. Uh, you've got Chris Furtado from High West. You've got uh, uh, the the awesome Pam W who owns Seamstress up in uh, NYC and is just one of the coolest bartenders out there. And then there is Mr. Kevin Gray. That would be me, and uh, I'll actually be talking about Cuba, both uh, how to get there, what to do there, the rums to drink while you're there. 
yeah so basically it's going to be like uh quick quick hits on a whole bunch of different topics i think pam is talking about um specific type of service within within a bar and how to um, handle your guests a specific way lynette is doing a um a version of her letters to a young bartender all about uh, communication and the art of listening um john is doing something it is basically going to walk you through the path of um a booze being imported so from sourcing it from another country to actually getting it here and the whole process of getting it onto your shelves or behind the bar and um, Chris is going to talk about the history of grains in the United States and sort of how um, we as farmers and millers had to do something with this grain and turn it into something that we could actually hold on to and sell and become a commodity crop and voila booze and whiskey which is going to be really really cool so um sa15 if you are going to be down at the san antonio cocktail conference please come check it out it is friday at 11 o'clock and um i'll buy you a drink because then you know we can high five and whatnot so hold them to that people and we are we're actually going to be doing a as live as you can get cocktail enthusiast podcast uh shortly after our seminar i believe yeah stay tuned so yeah we if you would like to be part of the live audience for the cocktail enthusiast podcast just uh, uh snapchat me <laughs> i prefer to be contacted exclusively through vine <laughs> snapchat me or um hit me up on viber perfect yes so uh, okay and then, yeah and then once you're there i mean there's like what four days worth of parties seminars tasting rooms um this, it's, it's a good time you're this, gonna learn a lot taste a lot make some friends along the way this is gonna be a really this is gonna be a really interesting year because it is the san antonio cocktail conference in case you don't know was founded by um sasha Petros- P- sasha petrotsky who um passed away last year so there is one of the first things that is going to happen this year is on thursday they uh we're doing a roundtable discussion of a whole bunch of people that sasha trained so um it's it's uh, like chris bostic's gonna be there i think simon ford's jumping in um a bunch of a a bunch of the sasha disciples are going to kind of talk about his influence and uh it's actually going to going to be hosted by robert simonson from the new york times and also the writer of old-fashioned old, old fat is it just called old-fashioned yeah, old, his books old-fashioned yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really cool book about the history of the old-fashioned so um it's going to be at bohannon's i forget when but check the sacc website for information and then immediately afterwards we're doing a daiquiri toast because that was sasha's favorite drink so um that's kind of the, the way that everything kicks off and then we start going into the parties and the seminars and what's uh what what seminar are you most looking forward to so Mr. i'm actually Gray. i'm actually going to a few I'm sure I'll be popping into a lot, actually. I'm doing a mezcal seminar. Nice. Um, I'm doing a seminar about the uh, the drinks of Ian Fleming and James Bond, which Ooh. I'm just kind of curious about. That's awesome. Um, I'm doing something about blending whiskey where um, we'll actually – it's hosted by Wes Henderson of Angel's Envy, uh-huh. a very good whiskey, um, where I think we'll – at least my understanding is that we'll actually get some – whiskeys that we'll be blending together into a super whiskey nice so yeah so i'm really looking forward to those um lots of good parties and also san antonio is a fun town i feel like it gets looked over a lot in the uh well in terms of a travel destination right which is but it's it's a great town um lots to do great food good bar scene friendly people so i'm always just happy to be there as well it's a, it is a it's a very cool town and and the the cocktail scene has taken off as of recently, and that's part of the reason that this um, this whole event was started, just to kind of highlight what exactly was going on within the city. I mean, it's become 
Texas is a big ass state, and this is the largest cocktail event in Texas, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's what the second largest in the country. Yeah, yeah. Now so, that MCC's gone, R.I.P. MCC. But we hardly knew ye. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tales of the Cocktail, San Antonio Cocktail Conference is really great. Yeah, um, it's cool. it, there's um, what's what's really kind of cool about uh, a lot of the seminars. It's sort of naturally, um, rightfully. It, it leans a lot on um, tequila and mezcal, on, on agave, just kind of in general, just because um, that is very prevalent in that area. And a lot of the cocktails that you're going to find down in San Antonio are going to be sort of based in tequila and based in mezcal. Just it's it's easier to get, I'll put it that way, in into Texas than uh, is nearby. Portland, Oregon, for instance. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a really cool um, there's there's some there's some great pairing um, seminars that are happening. And um, there are uh, what else? What else is cool? Oh, that that one that Dushan's doing. That one's going to be pretty cool. Um, Dushan Zarek from the from Employees Only is going to be um, doing a seminar that's that's all about sort of uh, dealing with a restaurant and a, a lot of it is kind of um, a lot of it is bar heavy, but there's a lot that is consumer driven as well. This is actually one of the most consumer consumer friendly cocktail events out there. It's yeah. not quite. I mean, Tails is so. Ooh, it's that's hardcore industry. I mean, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think they both skew pretty heavily industry in terms of attendees being a lot of bartenders and brands. But if you're a consumer, you can just spend a little bit of money and have a whole lot of fun. Get yourself into a tasting room. You can taste hundreds of different spirits. Go to some of these pairing dinners. You'll eat and drink really well. Find yourself at a party and you'll have a yeah. great time. So, Speaking of all of those pairing dinners, they actually start on Saturday. Did you realize that? No. Like it, in, a, in a couple of days, this whole thing kicks off. Oh, this, yeah, yes. Y- yeah. There's actually like a week lead up yeah. to the festival. So yeah, it's which like is, a week and a half. Which is one. kind of amazing. Also, uh, speaking of lead up, quick shout out to Speed Rack which is doing their event on Wednesday down in San Antonio. If you're down there, please go check out Speed Rack. It's a, it's a really great cause. And say hi to Lynette because she's, like, the coolest. And she'll be down there probably emceeing the whole thing, at least coordinating anyway. Yeah, SACC, um, anything else? Have a good time. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really great event, and we cannot wait to go down there. What else? What do you want to do? Can let's, we, let's, uh, let's, let's taste something. Can we, can we drink some mezcal now? Yeah, I'm pretty thirsty. Okay, let's you, do it. You were talking all about San Antonio and tequila and mezcal. We talked about Mexico City and, and that drinking made tequila you, and mezcal. And that made you think of Cheech and Chong. As it always does. <laughs> that sounds mildly racist. No. But what he means... It's called a segue. <laughs> uh, just released, I believe in November, so just two months ago, um, Trace Papalote Mezcal is uh, a new mezcal. Of course, from Mexico. Um, they're creating three expressions. We've got a bottle of the Hoven, unaged mezcal right here. The reason that Nico mentioned uh, Cheech is because Cheech Marin is the brand ambassador of this mezcal. Ah, yes. So that's a good time. See? Papa Doble. You know, that's Hemingway? A, huh? <laughs> that's Hemingway's nickname. Oh, is that, is, that, is that the name of the thing? Oh, no, this is Papalote. Papalote. Oh, Papa Doble's Hemingway. Yeah. It's also a dance. <laughs> Papalote is this mezcal. Uh, so this is made from the wild cupriata agave plant. Um, it's found high up in the mountains of Mexico. And, uh, well, yeah. Let's go ahead and give this thing a, a sip. And smelling. Nico, take a sip. Uh, yeah, I, I did it again. Okay, let me smell. Mmm, smells like mezcal. I agree. It does, <laughs> does not smell like... No, man, it's, it smells like a yeah, it's, it's it smells sm- like a nice smoky mezcal. Yeah, it's smoky. It's it, um, it it's smells got, smooth. 
a little bit of herbal and citrus notes going on. Yeah, very fragrant, very fragrant mezcal. Let's take a sip. Did you know that uh, papalote in English means kite? I didn't know that. But thank you. I'm going to be full of useless information for the rest of the podcast. I thought that was pretty useful. Now that I'm chugging mezcal. This is good. Yeah. This is um, really smooth. Did you chill this? No. But it's cold outside. It it is cold outside. (laughs) And it was in my trunk. (laughs) It was in the trunk of the car. I like to keep a little trunk mezcal with me at all times. Trunk mezcal, trunk whiskey. One of the two. Um, or both. Yeah, so it's it's um it's a it's a smoky. It's not it's not overly smoky, but definitely some some earthiness, some smoke, a savory quality, uh, a little bit of like some sweetness and citrus notes. This is good. This is tasty stuff. Um, from where? This is not from Oaxaca. This mezcal is not from Oaxaca, and that's very very different to me. It's from Guerrero. Where's that? Which is the province? Is province the wrong word? We're Region? not talking Canada. State? Well, Mexico is states. But I don't we, know what we ain't talking is. United States. Uh, I don't know. Regardless, um, it's it's the region next to Oaxaca. It's uh, okay. Guerrero. The it's 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 from Guerrero. Guerrero. Yeah. Guerrero. Guerrero. Yes. yes. Okay, so it's from Guerrero, Mexico. Um, That's where Acapulco is. I mean, obviously, it's not from Acapulco because that sounds like a terrible plan. But um, it's from the mountains that are just outside of Acapulco. Okay, yeah. So um, for those That's, who have, don't have know. You, have you had a mezcal from outside of Oaxaca? You know, I'm really not sure. Most mezcals are from Oaxaca, but they mm-hmm. don't have to be. So I'm feeling right. like of all the mezcals I've had, certainly not all of them are from Oaxaca. But that is the most popular place to find a mezcal. That, odds are if you're, if you're yeah. drinking mezcal in the United States, odds are it came from yes, Oaxaca. Yes, that's very true. And this is brand new to the United States. So it's really interesting. Good to see something from Guerrero, Mexico. Yeah, that's kind of um, cool. Yeah, but this is good. So this is 46% ABV, by the way, which I didn't even think about because it's quite smooth. But yeah, so we're dealing with a 92-proof mezcal here. Drinks pretty easily. I like it. Yeah, this is really um, it's it's surprisingly easy drinking. It's very it's very smooth. And if Cheech Marine likes it, well, so do we. It kind of tastes like weed. <laughs> is there? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. That's just that's sent by association. Sent by association. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's weed in here. This is amazing mezcal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, did you get this straight from Mexico? Did uh, you bring this back with you? I didn't. No, this was mailed. <laughs> this, is waiting, make, this is how, waiting for me when I got How did you get home. this through customs, man? <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> what just happened? You never okay. know who's listening. That's true. Um, customs people, please turn out. Tune out. We got a question in the mailbag. Okay. You do, we haven't actually dipped into the mailbag in we a while. We have not. It has been. I'm sorry it, to neglect you, mailbag. It's, it's been quite a while since we dipped into the mailbag. In fact, we haven't touched the mailbag since last year. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> New Year joke. Mm. Um, here, this I'm going to. Dude, this is, I'm going to have some more. You, why don't you read that? I, pour me some more mezcal. All right. So this let's see. Good. I'm just going to randomly select one of these questions. Uh, hey, I have a question. Why would Absolute make wa- vodka whiskey? Have that's we, great. Have, have that's, we already covered that? I feel like that? we might have already covered okay. that. But it's still a good question. Let's do a different question. Okay, here is a question from one Jordan Harrison. Jo- Hi, Jordan. Hello. Hello, Jordan. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. First time, long time. Jordan asks, what's the most popular drink in China? Well, I would Smog. say tea. Tea. 
But my, I'm, I'm rice. just assuming rice is, is a food, Nico. Oh. I'm just assuming that he means what's orange the most chicken. That's terrible. <laughs> it's so racist. It's so. It's not racist. It's it's. Chinese people don't eat orange chicken. Do, do they not? No. Oh, American people think that Chinese people eat orange chicken. Yes. Okay. Moving on. I think the most popular drink in China is probably tea. I'm gonna go I'm, with tea. I'm assuming that he means the most alcohol or the most popular alcoholic drink, which is I'm gonna go with beiju. Yes. Is that right? That is right. Yeah. Well done, sir. Hey, you know, I can read a I can read a website. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um so Baiju. Baiju. Baijo, technically. Baijo. Baijo. Um is a distilled spirit um, often made from sorghum sorghum or rice. Mm-hmm. Um often very strong, between forty and sixty percent ABV. It's got a real like funky, fermented, kind of like really interesting interesting um, aroma and flavor i will absolutely say that it is an acquired taste i enjoy it many don't um, but if you go to china it's everywhere dozens and dozens and dozens of brands ranging from just dirt cheap gas station by joe to you know a couple hundred dollars a bottle by joe um very popular uh dinner beverage to be passing around doing little shots at dinner popular with the kids at the clubs hey i have a question Nico, you can you can put well, your hand down. Okay. Um, yeah. What what is the difference between baijiu, sochu, and soju? Baijiu is Chinese, sochu is Japanese, soju is Korean. Yeah, but what are they? What are they made of? So so, so, so baijiu is so, the sorghum gum. Soju is rice. Shochu is grains and or rice. And baijiu is usually fermented sorghum or glutinous rice. But I think you can also throw some grains in there. Okay. Um, so Are they similar? Yeah. Do they, they drink similar? So, and is well, sake well, kind of similar too? Yeah, but one of the – one of the okay, sake is brewed. And okay. soju, shochu, and baijiu are, are all distilled. distilled. Okay. But one huge differentiator is that baijiu is about twice the proof. So your ah. average shochu and soju – are you know maybe twenty percent alcohol? Um, your average baijiu is forty to sixty percent. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you get a chance to go to China, you'll find that it's everywhere. So they've got they've got uh, flavored and unflavored baijiu. They do. No, wait, baijiu. Baijiu. Right? Yeah. Baiju. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they do. Yes. They have flavored. They have unflavored. And one thing that I think is interesting is they actually categorize them by fragrance. So like the the um, richest, most aromatic, strongest ones are known as sauce baijos. Uh huh. Um, and then. And then it goes. Uh, I don't even what, remember. It, it, there's it, like a rice one, or it's it's thick and light and rice. Yeah, there's like a, a a rich one or a light one, a thick one, a rice one, honey one, a, a layered one. Yeah, honey one. The honey ones like the sweeter ones, and mm -hmm. then the sauce one is like the most um, kind of fragrant, um, strongest one. So it's interesting because they kind of um, treat it almost more like food in their classifications. Right. So the so the sauce one, if I remember reading the website correctly. It's the one, uh, the sauce ones are the ones that uh, they taste more like the the bean paste and the soy sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's I mean, yes, to an extent. Like, you would never confuse a shot of soy sauce with baijiu. Like, <laughs> God, I hope not, not even close. But there is that um, kind of like rich, earthy, fermented food quality. Sure. 
um, in the the sauce by Joe's. Um, but again, you're drinking liquor; it tastes like liquor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is that is a way that they use to classify it. Interesting. Yeah, I actually is like it? by Joe. I think it's 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 incredibly interesting. Um, if you ever get if you're in New York or you get a chance to go, there's a wonderful Baijiu bar run by Orson Salicetti called Lumos that has the largest selection of Baijiu's in the country. Um, you can just taste them. They'll put them into uh, cocktails for you. It's actually a really interesting ingredient. In how, cocktails. How popular is how popular is it in cocktails just across the U.S.? Not at all. Not at all. Like like zero. Okay. Except at Lumos. Oh. And I mean, it's getting more popular. It is now. You can find it some places. But this is the most. Is this the most popular liquor in the world? Just because of the number of I people in think, China. I actually think soju is. Oh, okay. Um, I Do think. Huh. Well, last time I was in Korea, I was drinking it for about a buck fifty a bottle. Right. So I mean, maybe that's part of. It. But yeah, I think I think technically, Jinro soju. You know what? Jinro Soju, I believe, is the most popular brand of liquor worldwide. Okay, yeah. I guess that doesn't mean that the Soju category is number one. But yeah, Baijiu is by far the most popular liquor in China, wow. and China being the most populous country. It stands to reason that if it's not number one, it's high up there. Gotcha. Followed by Jen. By what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Followed by Snoop, Do- Snoop Dogg's <laughs> Kachasa. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, Shout awesome. out to Snoop Dogg Shout for having a cachaça. Snoop Dogg. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that coming, other than you, <laughs> other than possibly you. Uh, okay, cool. Friend Dude, of the show. Go Snoop have Dogg. some. Uh, go have some Chinese, Chinese whiskey. That's not. It's, it's not, not whiskey. whiskey. It's Baijiu. Go have some Baijiu. Yeah. And um, so Jordan, hope that helped. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I for, kind of forgot about you. <laughs> oh yeah, this was actually a question. Yeah, you're not still on the line. So are Jordan, you? your answer is T. Now to talk about booze. Okay, well, um, I think that's about. That's <laughs> about all I can I, handle. I think we blabbered enough today. All right, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Cocktail Enthusiast Podcast. Please tune in next week where we come to you live, as live as a podcast can be, from the San Antonio Cocktail Conference. Until then. Uh, Stay hard, keep jamming, and we'll see you. Cheers. Thank you for joining the Cocktail Enthusiast podcast. Be sure to visit cocktailenthusiast.com for more stories, recipes, and conversations about this spirited industry. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.